Hello, Texans, and welcome to the Texans Players Show tonight. Mark Vandermeer with you, soon to be joined by D.P. Sidhu, Drew Doherty, John Harris, as they all chime in with various Texans players tonight. A little bit of a buffet for you. Baseball buffet? Yeah, the sport of baseball comes up in some of these questions, and we'll let you know about that in just a few moments. Things going on you need to know. Well, the trade deadline passed today, 3 p.m. Central. Texans did not trade anybody or trade for anybody, so it passed kind of quietly. Was it quiet? I'm not going to comment on that right now, but we'll delve into some things that went down today, a lot of them, during Texans All Access, the show that follows this one. So, You don't want to miss that. This one more focuses on the players, and it's a short week, so we caught up with players when we could, and some of these interviews took place at various times, but they're all fun. They're all good. They're all about your Texans, who are playing the Philadelphia Eagles, currently undefeated, as you know, on Thursday night, 7-15, with the kickoff for that one. Now, some things you need to know about that game. You already know there's a World Series game going on that night not at NRG Stadium, of course, in the city of Philadelphia between the Astros and the Phillies while the Texans and the Eagles square off here. But NRG is going to let you know what the score is. We'll have updates on the video board. Drew Doherty from the deck will give you updates on big plays throughout the night that take place between the Astros and the Phillies. And also, as many of you know, you've been to games at NRG Stadium where you have TVs all over the concourse and they show Texans football, of course, but they also show other NFL games on Red Zone or whatever. Well, those TVs that would normally be focused on other NFL games don't need to be focused on that. So they will be tuned in to the World Series game taking place that night. So that'll be really cool to keep tabs on the Astros. Great Wi-Fi at NRG as well, so you can check it out on your phone and check out the Texans playing the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles, who happen to be quarterbacked by a man who's from Channel View, Jalen Hurts, former Crimson Tide QB, former Oklahoma QB. It's his third season in Philly, and they're doing extremely well. He's an Astros fan. So, of course, the Philly media was snooping around. They wanted to know who he was rooting for in the World Series, and he handled it so politically well. I'm Houston, born and raised. Um, I love my city, um, and I'm, you know, that's my hometown, but my home now is Philly. You know, and I love this city, too. Um, That's how I deal with it. He could run for mayor of Philadelphia with a quote like that. All right, we'll have some baseball talk, a little bit of it, in this conversation with O.J. Howard. Then we'll get to Jordan Aikens and his baseball history. A little bit of baseball stuff on the Texans Players Show tonight, among other things, a little bit later on, Philip Dorsett. Also, farmer Stephen Nelson. I can't get enough of Stephen Nelson owning a farm in the Houston area. But Johnny and I had a chance to catch up with Texans tight end O.J. Howard this week. OJ, let's start with the short week here. Recovery time, playing a game on a Thursday after a Sunday. What's that like for your body and for the team as a whole? Yeah, um, you know it's definitely uh, you know pretty pretty taxing. Quick turnaround um, after the game, you have to get right into cold tubs um, just to get the process started. You know, some guys already do that. You know, after the Sunday game, get in the cold tub. But for myself, um, it started a little early. Cold tub, mm-hmm. a little more of my regimen um, that I would do on Monday. Started on Sunday. OJ, some guys I've heard say, I like the Thursday game because you get the mini buy afterwards. Is that true? Or is it just so taxing? You're like, man, I don't care. I rest all weekend anyways. Do you like the Thursday game in some sense because you do get the mini buy afterwards? Yeah, that is cool. I think I think it is. You know, uh, you mandatory get three days off. Yeah. Uh, that, is, that is pretty cool. Um, 
you know, you get that to 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 regret yourself, kind of get like a like 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 two buys in one year. Right. Um, but I, I think uh, depending on how that game went the Sunday before, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. How, how that Thursday go, you know what I mean? So it, yeah. it all depends on how the game before went. Yeah, well, the game before didn't go as well as you wanted, obviously, on, on yeah. both sides of the ball. So how do you recover from that psychologically and just band together and get ready for another mm-hmm. one against a team that hasn't lost yet? Yeah, I think you just have to really just go in and, and be a professional about it. It's going and take the coach in the right way and learn from your mistakes and uh, turn the page as quickly as possible. Because like you said, you're playing a great team. You, you feel sorry for yourself, and then it turns into a double whammy. Yeah. Um, and then what better opportunity to go in and fight hard against an undefeated team and go in and shock the whole NFL? So, I mean, it's just a lot of um, different ways that you can. it should get you going for this, this Thursday night game. You said night. That's a key word in some sense. OJ, do you and, and other players – the night aspect, I mean, it's kind of like playing back in high school. You're playing Friday Night Lights, except it's Thursday night. Do you like the Thursday night aspect of it, that you're playing at night and everybody gets a chance to see you? Yeah, that's that's cool. I think, um, you know, especially I think this is probably the only game we'll get a chance to be, like, yeah. kind of national televised uh, for us, primetime. Um, so that's a cool experience for a lot of the guys on the team, uh, especially the rookies. Yeah. Um, you know, they'll get uh, their peers around the NFL that they, they, they know get a chance to watch them in the spotlight. Um, so that's that's the cool part about it. And, uh, you know, all eyes are on you. Thoughts on Jalen Hurts, former Alabama quarterback, then former Oklahoma quarterback, now the Eagles quarterback. And I know he's on the other side of the ball, but you guys are both Crimson Tide alums in a sense. Yep. What about him? Yeah, uh, you know, great guy. Um, definitely has developed into a really, really uh, great player. And um, our, always knew he could be that. You know, I played with him for one year at Alabama. He was a freshman. I was a senior. Um, we went all the way to the national title game. We were undefeated in a loss. But, um, you know, that year he was growing um, as a quarterback. And he has took tremendous leaps even from then to now. So um, you even can see it from last year. I played against him in the playoffs last year uh, when we beat him. But um, he, he's he's definitely developed a lot. OJ, I'd heard the story when you guys were playing Clemson the first time when you in Glendale, the big game that you had in that game, that as you were preparing for Deshaun Watson – that Jalen Hurts had come out of high school and he came to Alabama early, which a number of players do. I can't remember if you did that or not. Yeah. But they, they go to Alabama early or go to college early, and they used him during the week to simulate Deshaun Watson. Is that a true story? It's a true story. I, now that you say that, I remember, uh, yeah, he came in and a couple other guys were in his class. I can't really remember who. Uh, but, yeah, he did. He was the quarterback for our scout team that week, and, uh, yeah, he did a great job for us and uh, gave us a good simulation. He did. Yep. So uh, what do you need to do to get the ball moving on offense? You moved it last week against the Raiders, had over 300 passing yards. Against the Titans, obviously it wasn't happening. What about against the Eagles? What's it going to take? You know, I think we just have to establish our run game at first and, and kind of put our pads on people and kind of just establish a, a dominance up front. Um, you know, with the run game, it allows the pass to open up and we can give them different formations and different personnel groupings. Uh, and, and that's what allows it to happen, I think, when you set the tone with the run game first. OJ, one of the things that we talked about with, with different people, we have, we talked to Nick, we talked to Lovey, et cetera, and one of the, the themes, if you will, has been you got to flush this one. you got to flush this one. you got to get beyond it, and, and that's true. It's an axiom that's used all over football. you got to get rid of it. you got to get behind it. You came out of Alabama where you guys didn't lose. Yeah. Like, I don't know. how did. At what point did you kind of figure out, okay, it's NFL, man. You are going to lose a few games. We're not going to go, you know, 12, 13, 14, and 0, where we don't have to really deal with losing. When when did that sort of kind of 
a light go on like, hey, wait a second, man, I got to be a little bit better dealing with this because we I'm not used to you used to losing. How do I kind of deal with this? Yeah, my my first couple years in Tampa, um, you know, I kind of had to learn that we we went through some rough years and uh, it hurt, man, it bad. Like you know, we used to get down on the game and want to kind of like mope over it for like yeah. a couple of days, but. The guys around me like, man, it's the NFL. These guys get paid too, bro. You gotta, you gotta flush it and move on. Yeah. And I, I kind of had to learn that. My, like I said, my first couple of years in the NFL, and uh, you know, it's still tough though. Like losing, it just, it's a tough uh, uh, feeling in your gut. Um, nobody likes to lose, and yeah, it's, it's still tough for real. Yeah. I've always said, people always ask how the plane ride was coming back from a loss in the NFL. There's nothing like the plane ride coming back from a loss in college football right. when you're or at a program like mm, Alabama man. where one loss just just puts your whole season on alert. Right, 100%. You're exactly right. Like, I had to learn that too. Like, you know, you know, guys are going to talk, man, after the NFL. We're going to, you, know, you yeah. know, joke a little bit and laugh. It's, 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 it's ball, you know what I mean? Right. But in college, you know, after a loss, we better not even blink an eye. You yep. know what I mean? Like, it, was, it, was, it was different, bro. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I had to learn that too, man. Like, you know what I mean? So – yeah, it, it's hard, man. But you know, college is, is it's way different. You know, we were held to a different standard, um, and, you know, at Alabama for that reason. Because you know, but the competition level from NFL to college is totally different. On the other hand, also, so yeah, that process at Alabama is wicked one. Along those yeah. lines, as you're watching your former teammate yesterday, I know you're on the sidelines and you're looking at pictures and things like that. But do you peek up at at a time and look at man? That guy was doing it back in college. He's still doing it here. He's done it for for this many years. What Derrick Henry was doing, you kind of take a glance and go, "Man, that was a that's a bad guy." And I've seen him for a long time. You kind of doing right. as you watching Derrick yesterday? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, it is. It, you know, that's my buddy, man. My best friend and roommate. And really, yeah, in college for all years. And like after the game, we talked about it. like you know, we, we this was our first time actually playing against each other. Um, a couple times we oh. I have played the Titans, I got hurt, so yeah, I, yeah. I, didn't, I never got a chance to actually play against them. So we were going to swap, and I was like, he wanted to give me the jersey. I was like, nah, bro, I can't take it. I think you just broke a record. He like, oh yeah, you're right. He was like, <laughs> he was like, we'll get it next time. So, um, but yeah, man, it's 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 cool to like you know see him still be successful at this level. People doubted him because of his size, but yeah. he's a great player, man. Did you did he ever break out his Uli High School film and show you him running for all those yards against all the Lilliputians that he faced <laughs> in high school? Yeah, we seen it, man. You know, you know, back then that was that was the thing in high school. We all yeah. look at our buddies we're committed with, yeah, yeah. see their see their highlights and. He he definitely was a you know you know a tough runner in high school too. I mean he still looks that big against NFL players, and then to watch him at this small school just outside of Jacksonville going against all these teams, it was it was wrong. I mean it was wrong. Well, you were probably the biggest guy in Prattville. Yeah, yeah. My, <laughs> so in in my city, yeah, I played uh, private school ball down in Prattville. Um, mm -hmm. You know, at the private school association. So yeah, in that league, I was I was definitely one of the bigger guys for sure. So coming out of a, so you went to a Christian high school. Uh, or yeah. a smaller private a high small, school? Smaller private high school, yeah. So did you feel like that was, I mean, you end up going to Alabama. Yeah. Did you did you make that decision thinking, man, maybe people aren't going to watch me or study me or recruit me because I've gone to this small private high school? Yeah, that, that was my initial thought as a, as a uh, when I had to transfer in ninth grade based off of, you know, my, my home living. Yeah, yeah. I was at the public school. They made me leave because of where yeah. I lived. Um but yeah, I thought that myself. And then I had to start like looking, talking to coaches, and they were like, "Look, if you're good, they're gonna find I you." Do. And that's what ended up happening. But I, I at first I didn't know myself. I was like telling my mom, like, "I can't go here. I'm not gonna get recruited." And uh, you know, I got to talking to some coaches, and they're like, "We'll find you, man. Yeah. 
Yeah. OJ Howard with us. All right. So Thursday's game, it's on these airwaves. It's on Amazon Prime. It's also on Fox 26 in Houston, by the way, if you're looking for it on over the air TV. But on Amazon, have you watched a game on Amazon yet this year? I have. Is that a weird experience for you like it is for me? Because you can't change channels back and forth so easily. (laughs) Once you're in the app, it's hard to get out and go back in. I like to flip around a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that is true. And then I I really, the first couple of games I watched in the year, I would, like, change it at halftime. And then I would go to social media and see, like, you need – the, the uh, halftime show is the best part with uh, like Fitz. Oh yeah, and, oh yeah. And, and Sherm, I play with those guys, so I like to hear yeah, those yeah. guys because I was in the locker right. room with them. So I like to look at those guys. So now I like to stay on it the whole time. But like you say, I can't even change the channel. So when you're watching games, OJ, when you're not when you're not playing, are you a second screen guy? Got to have the game. Got to have social media. Are you that, or are you just focused on the game as you're watching? Yeah, what I do is like I, I'll, I'll put the uh, Amazon Prime on like TV, and then my little iPad, I'll put like whatever like basketballs on. Yeah, right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Or I think one day the World Series is on, maybe or, yeah, or baseball. Yeah. Someone's on. Like I'll always have two sporting events on at once. Yeah. Nice. Fitzpatrick sure. in the locker room, as yeah. funny as we think he is, he was here for a year, and we really enjoyed interviewing him and stuff. But right. what is he like to be around as a teammate great guy he's a funny man um down to earth uh got a chance to get a jersey of of his so that's one of my favorite jerseys that i got was uh one from him uh got a chance to like catch some touchdowns from him um Mm. but definitely like a real down to earth guy great sense of humor um yeah it's hard not to like him he's a great guy great guy for sure do you have a brady jersey no, I don't have. I don't. I don't got one of those. He's a Harvard. Well, Brady isn't, but Fitzpatrick's a Harvard guy. There's only so much we can go with that. He's a good guy thing. I went to oh, Brown, yeah. so that's 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 kind of why. That's I like to, Auburn and yeah, Alabama. Yeah, well, yeah, sort yeah. of. Uh, Harvard it's, wouldn't say that Brown is like Auburn, but go on. Harvard's not in our class. Yeah, so. <laughs> um, and Auburn's not in your class. You brought this up a couple times, OJ. I'm always curious about this. Jersey swaps. Mm-hmm. It feels like those can get. Um, interesting at times like maybe you want to swap with a guy how many times have you done a jersey swap and do you have rules for you like i only do it with alabama guys uh i've always wanted this guy you just do it with tight ends how do you go about do you have kind of rules or outlines for how you want to ask for a jersey and do they bill jersey? you for it yeah you get billed <laughs> yeah, for it. yeah, yeah. Mo- get, most importantly yeah you do get billed for it. it's like yeah. 500 bucks dang it's 500 bucks a jersey here it's different teams different prices i, I think tampa is like 350 it, it just depends on right, what right, team right. you are. Depends on so. So does that impact whether you ask for? No, nah, it doesn't. Or not? It doesn't. I mean, because yeah. if I love the guy enough, I want to get yeah. his jersey. It means more in the long run. Right, right, right. But yeah, for me, um, I kind of really, I really just swap with really Alabama guys. And then if it's a guy that I really like, I got Kittle's jersey as a rookie. David yeah, Njoku, yeah. um, those guys are my tight end class. Yeah, Evan yeah, yeah. Ingram. So I got those guys' jerseys because we all came in together as tight ends. Um, but yeah, I don't really, uh, you know, I think it could get weird. Probably if a guy asks for a guy's jersey, he's like, uh, like. You know, I already but, promised it to that guy. Yeah, yeah. So it I've could be like that, that before. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It probably has, but for me, I kind of usually just go by uh, some guys I play with, and then, like I said, I got the guy sometimes that um, tight ends. How strong is that Alabama connection? It's, it's, it runs deep, man, because um, you know that that thing about like only like one percent of guys make it to the NFL. Um, it, it's really true. Like I played with some talented players at Alabama that they didn't get a chance to make it to the NFL that I for sure knew were going to go to the NFL. And then some guys didn't have a chance to go long, whether the case may be injuries or whatever it may be. So, um, you know, when you do find guys that you play with, you, you kind of like always hug them and, you know, man, keep going. A yeah. couple more for you. What athletes would you want to swap jerseys with in basketball Ooh. and maybe in baseball? Anybody Ooh. jump out to you, a player or two in those sports? Wow. Uh, 
It's a great question. Uh, baseball right now, I would have to go with Ronald Acuna Jr. I, I like I like him, man. I like his the way he plays the game. He's a young player. Uh, or or Tatis Jr. over in San yep. Diego. Those mm. are two guys I like, man. Just they're young and, and, and exciting. If I had to go baseball and basketball, I would probably say uh, LeBron, obviously, or and, and Kevin Durant would be two guys that mm. I would I would love Ooh. to get their jerseys. Yeah, mm, old school with that one. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Last time, that's wait, wait. LeBron and Kevin Durant. They're old school. That's old school. Yeah, I mean LeBron was drafted in 2003. Where yeah. were you in 2003? That's right. Oh, man. See? Yeah. All right. Is that considered old school? See? Early O's? Okay. Got it. Yeah, nowadays. That's, you're 20 <laughs> for LeBron. Yeah. I think, see? right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Oh, exactly. my gosh. Old school. Seems like just and yesterday. Durant was... Durant got drafted by Seattle. Wow. Yeah, was super oh, no team in Seattle anymore. Yeah. All right. Well, so, last time we talked, we talked about you catching the foul ball mm-hmm. in that playoff game between the Rays and the Astros. And I was asking you about going to Rays games, and you were too humble to say, too modest to mm-hmm. say that you actually threw out the first pitch at a Rays game once. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did. So yeah. how was that experience for you? Did you get it over the plate? What was the pitch like? I don't have video of it, OJ, right. so you have to tell me how you did. Yeah, it was, it was bad. I can't <laughs> Man, because, man, this this is my excuse. So they, they wore me out with BP. And then the cool, the cool story is I got to take BP uh, – you know, before the game. Wait, you took BP? Yeah, I was taking BP. Like, I was out there hitting the balls. Like, I didn't get a couple. I hit one off the wall. I mm-hmm. tried to put a couple over. It's harder than it looks, it right? Is. I mean, with a wood bat, too. Yeah. Did you uh, play in high school? I played in high school. So you had aluminum, yeah. man. That's a different ball aluminum. game. And then one year, one year high school, though, I, I switched to uh, my last year. I used, uh, my junior year, I used wood for a couple Did games. You? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, it was just cool. We played a couple wooden bat tournaments. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So we had yeah, the bats yeah. left over, so I kept using them. Um, but yeah, so I did BP. They wore me out, man. And then I went out there. I, had, I was throwing, like, warming up. Had a great, great, uh, you know, ball going back and forth, playing catch. Got on the mound and, like, just panicked. Tried to throw it so hard, and the ball, like, just went in the dirt. And mm. kind of, like, it bounced right behind home plate. Like, right in front of it, obviously. So well, That's yeah. the other thing, too. You're throwing your flat. You're throwing flat, and all of a sudden you got to get up on a mound. And right. Sometimes people don't think understand, dang, this mound is up here a And that's bit. the thing. I don't think – I think it was so – um, the game was about to start. It happened so late. They were like, "No, you can't get on the mound. You gotta stand in front of it." Oh man! So I didn't oh, even yeah. have anything to push off of. Yeah, I remember that too. So I was like, "Man, yeah that that makes it a lot tougher." Yeah. OJ, thanks a lot for joining us. Best of luck Thursday night. Thank you guys. Great visit with OJ Howard there, man. I really want him to be around here for a long time. That is a fun player to catch up with. Very productive, and he's a massive human being. I mean, he walks in the studio, he blocks out the entire doorway. All right, we mentioned that foul ball catch in the ALDS playoff game between the Astros and the Rays a while back. More baseball talk here, a little bit of a baseball subtopic theme tonight. We've caught up with Jordan Akins before, former professional baseball player, and talked to him about his career. D.P. Sidhu did the same, and let's listen into a snippet of that. Jordan, the World Series is upon us, so i got to ask you if you've been watching the Astros since you got back. Um, I have been watching some games. Okay. Yeah, for sure. All right, we know that you played a little bit of baseball yourself. Right. I looked up how many you played in 321 minor league games. I did. I really okay, did. so you've hit some home runs yes, ma'am. back in the day. You've caught some touchdowns. Right. Which one is harder? Wow. Uh, <laughs> I've never been asked that. I would say uh, hitting. Hitting a home run is harder than catching yes. a touchdown? Why yes, is that? Yes, for sure. Because, I mean, catching a touchdown, you kind of can control, you know? Where, um, you kind of know where the ball is going to be. You can, you know expect like what kind of coverage it is and all that you can gather information before you actually make the play and baseball is just a split second like 
you don't know if it's a fastball or anything. So you just got to be ready, just timing and everything. So baseball is definitely harder. It's mental. Okay, so what's the better celebration? Would you rather get a home run or would you rather catch a touchdown? Better celebration, touchdowns for sure. Touchdowns, better celebration. Touchdown. Okay. Yes. I Hopefully we see more of them. We saw you in your first game back, you got a touchdown. We were talking about you and traveling because obviously you travel a lot with NFL teams. But I imagine traveling in the minor leagues is it's a, it's diff- it's a different experience. A little yeah. bit rougher. Yeah, right? it, was, it was horrible. The traveling, the traveling in minor leagues was horrible. Okay. You guys go by bus, I would assume, Yeah, right? we go by bus. Sometimes we'll take 14-hour trips. Trips will be so long that you wouldn't even have time to stretch. We'll just get off the bus and, you know, just After have 14 to, straight hours? Yeah, after 14 straight hours, sometimes we'll just have to get out and go. It depends on if you have double headers or not, you know? Yeah, it, it, it was not it, man. I mean, <laughs> NFL, you just, you know, get on the get plane, on the plane. travel by two, three hours, you know, and, you know, you settle in by the day so you get some rest, but... On that bus, man. Anything goes on that on that yeah. bus. Yeah. How, what was the longest trip you ever took? Uh, say about 14, 14, the 16 14 hours. One? Yeah. Where was that too? That was from North Carolina to Lakeland, New Jersey. Oh wow. Or Lakewood. I want to say Lakewood. Anybody else having flashbacks of Bull Durham and Crash Davis in the bus and playing the guitar? Wait, was it Tim Robbins as Nuke Lelouch playing the guitar? Kids today haven't seen Bull Durham. I mean, some of our young videographers have not seen Bull Durham. I guess it's an older movie now. It's from the 80s. But my gosh, what a baseball classic that is. One of the greatest sports movies ever. I could do a whole show on movies, sports movies. What's better, baseball movies, football movies, boxing movies? I think boxing movies and baseball are the best kinds of sports movies usually. Those sports tend to lend themselves to better movie making. I don't know why. Let's get to this now. Jordan was talking about humble beginnings in minor league baseball. Well, humble beginnings sometimes apply to undrafted free agents. Here's a preview. Troy Hairston, Texans fullback, an undrafted rookie from Central Michigan University. Fire up chips. He caught up with DP as well. And here's a clip where Troy Harrison talks about living with his dad, having minimal furniture, just trying to keep things simple as an undrafted free agent. Uh, at the time, you know, as undrafted, you don't get that big signing bonus. So, you know, for me, it was like more of like whatever I needed in the house, which was a mattress and a TV and Wi-Fi. So okay. whatever that was, that's what I got. And I just... That's all I needed because most of the time I was going to be here anyway. You're not really at home much anyway, especially during the season. How exactly. does having your dad help you out? Oh, while it you're helps going through a this? lot. It's does grace. he watch film? Does he like coach you up, or do, will you go home? Do you guys have conversations? Do you do dinner? We What's we do like? we do talk, but sometimes I got to remind him it's a different level. So like he'll <laughs> okay. be like, "What what do you think about this?" And I give him my insight or whatever. He'll watch some plays over and stuff like that. But most most of the time, honestly, when we talk about football, it's because he's playing me and DP at Madden. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah, so. and that's surreal. <laughs> that's crazy to me. So to see yourself in Madden, literally with Damien, literally, yeah, like me in front of Damien. That DP Sidhu interview with Troy Hairston, the entirety of it will be heard on the Wednesday night show with Johnny Harris, and also on the Texans app, HoustonTexans.com, wherever you get your podcasts, that sort of thing. He's a Chippewa, and you know I love it because I was the voice of the Chippewas in the 90s. All right, stop me. We have a lot more coming your way tonight, including farmer Steven Nelson, who also happens to play cornerback for the Houston Texans. And as bad or as tough as it was for the defense the other night, Nelson had some good moments in that game. Did I say the other night like a coach would? Like every game is played at night? Basketball coaches do that all the time. The other day at NRG Stadium, Nelson had a pick 
in the game against the Tennessee Titans, and let's hope he gets one or two or three or more against the Philadelphia Eagles on Thursday night. By the way, that game is going to be live on my 20. My 20 will carry a Texans game for the first time ever because Fox 26 has the baseball. They are contractually obligated to take that major league feed. They were going to have the Texans game. They moved it to their sister station, My 20. The game is also on Amazon Prime, and it's, of course, live right here for free. Sports Radio 610, the Bull 100.3 FM, Texans app, Odyssey app, you get the picture. Coming your way, as I mentioned, Stephen Nelson. We'll hear a little bit from Philip Dorsett as well as we roll on. It's the Texans Player Show, Texans Radio. It's a full three-hour block of Texans Radio. At 8 o'clock, it's going to be Texans Matchup. 7 o'clock on the flagship Sports Radio 610, Texans All Access. We'll talk about the trade deadline passing and no Texans players were traded. And that turned into a bit of a story, did it not? Look, we've had a lot of years around here where that's not a story at all. But it passes. No players acquired other than signing Buddy Johnson to the practice squad and no players traded from the Texans roster. All right, let's get into this now. As you know, it is the Texans player show. So we go in depth here. We get to the lighter side, the lifestyle stuff. And Steven Nelson has a farm. You might have heard about this before, but this is really cool that he has one in the greater Houston area. And D.B. Sidhu, let's see if she asks a hard-hitting question coming out of the gate in this interview. Let's listen in. I was just showing you a picture of my dog because yes. when we're in the locker room, you've got one of those photographs with the scrolling pictures. Yes. And every time your dog shows up on that, I'm like fixated on it because your dog looks so much like my dog. Absolutely. Just the skinnier version. Yeah. But you've got like a, a golden doodle, right? Yes, yeah, golden doodle. Uh, How old? He's two. Oh, two just like old. my dog. Yeah, okay. Two years old. Uh huh. We got him right in the pandemic. Same. Yep. Right in the pandemic. So, you know, hyperallergenic and all that good stuff. Yeah. Well, our dog, yeah. I mean, it's just such a great dog to have. But you're like an animal lover because I just saw this feature that Tyler Sudarth, uh -huh. our videographer, put together. It's fantastic. Yes. You on your farm. Uh-huh. And the first thing that I noticed was that you're wearing a shirt that says Nelson Farms. Yes. So, like, do you have swag for your farm that is available uh, somewhere? It uh, it's, it's in the process right now. You know, that was like a little sneak peek, you know yeah. what I mean? So I got hats and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, getting a website built and stuff like that so people will be able to, you know, go check it out. That's going to uh, be so huge in Texas. I mean, you just yes. got here this year. Uh -huh. When did you get the farm? This year, actually, yeah. Okay. Like around January-ish, so before I even... Before you even signed here. Signed here, I was already invested in, so, yeah. Did that lean your decision more to signing with the Texans? <laughs> most definitely. You wanted to move, move to Texas? Mo most definitely. Um, I mean, I've lived always, I guess, in a city away from my team I was playing in, so to, to be playing in somewhere closer to home is... Uh, Definitely a plus. All right. So I guess the natural question is, when did you get into farming? Because you grew mm -hmm. up in Georgia. I grew up, I grew up in Georgia, yes. You, did you grow up on a farm? Were you around farms? Were you around animals? Yes and no. So I kind of have the best of both worlds. Like, I grew up raised in Atlanta, Georgia, um, right? So my family, though, like my grandparents lived in middle Georgia, like Warner Robins, little town right outside of Macon, Georgia. So it's a little more rural than the city. So I would always spend the summer times out that way. And they had like a lot more, you know, the wildlife stuff, animals and, you know, farmland. So I kind of had the best of both worlds in that, in that aspect. But uh, to answer your question, I got into farming like about two years ago. Okay. Not physically, but like just 
interested in doing research and stuff like that. Because yeah. two years ago you were in Pitts, Pittsburgh? Two years ago, yeah. Yeah. My last year, Pittsburgh. That's like not a good place for farming. No, no. <laughs> um, but you know, I guess when all the pandemic stuff kind of hit, mm, that's sure. when I really got into it. You know, just trying to be, you know, sustainable and all that kind of stuff. Because you know, it had a lot of people scared, right? Right, you know, of course. Food shortages and all kind of crazy stuff. So, you know, I, I guess I would give a lot of credit to when uh, the pandemic for. Me. You're like, I want to be able to live off my yeah, own land. Yeah, exactly. So, what's on your farm right now? Like, describe it for people. Right now, uh, we have a garden, like a full garden. Um, we have uh, anywhere from chickens to turkeys. We have peacocks, uh, pigs, goats, sheep, and a miniature horse. Oh, yeah. The horse's name is? Dusty. Dusty. Yeah. I saw that yes. in the so cute. <laughs> Annabelle the sheep, Dusty the pony. There you go. Yeah. So, and, and you have chores on the farm? Chores, yeah. Do you do those every day? Do you have someone that Because I don't yeah. know. How do you balance that with football? So... Uh, during my off days and days I get to uh, get get back up there, um, it's because it's a little ride away. Uh, of course, you're not like right down the street yeah, from the yeah, stadium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so because I, I live in the city during the, you know while I'm working and stuff like that. But uh, my my wife and my family they pretty much take care of it. like that's you know the, I guess their job while I'm here. So you know the chores uh, we can just run through that real quick. Yes. So, what are the chores on a farm? So, so when I'm there, like let's say on Mondays. I wake up early, like 7, the rooster's making noise, so I'm up, right? So I'm out there. First person I feed is probably the pigs, make sure they're satisfied. Okay. Um, then I'll let the chickens out, let them roam and graze and all that stuff. I'll throw out some little scratch or whatever you call it, like corn and stuff for them. Then I'll feed the goats, and I'll take Dusty out. I'll take him out for his little own little personal space because dusty the pony because he yeah. eats other the other animals food right is that what that yeah you know he gets a little rowdy <laughs> so cute and he gets offended when you call him pony he's little though is he, he is. supposed no, he to is. be bigger than he's that? a miniature horse oh a miniature because, horse you know ponies that makes are a little sense. stocky yes okay and i think he has feelings <laughs> so like... you know i call him you know he's it, vertically it, challenged right right okay. it is what it is so i take him out you know give him his own little area to eat feed the goats and the sheep and that's pretty much it the peacocks pretty much do their own thing and then i, I and guess you have peacocks why they scare away reptiles is what snakes, i've heard correct snakes okay and stuff. they're really i don't know predator uh snake savvy or whatever okay they hate snakes so um we had like a we had a couple snakes pre previously uh before we got them Sure. But, I mean, I live in the city, and I've ha I've had snakes in my yeah. backyard. I can't imagine on your farm what you have. Right. We had a couple, um, but ever since I got them, no problem. No snakes. No snake problems. What would you add next? Um, next will probably be alpacas. We've been looking into getting some alpacas. Actually, so wanted cute. to get those first, but they're kind of hard to find. Right? They're like all over the country. Like you have to really do some deep look diving. for an alpaca. Exactly. Yes. Why would just to have on the farm? Would you? What what was it? What is alpacas the, are really good for. What, they, what is the purpose of an alpaca? Uh, they're they're great for like herding like other animals and protecting against I guess predators like you know you got coyotes bobcats they're just like natural protectors um, 
you could share them, make like. I feel like you need to have your own series in the off season, just like an episode a week. I've been thinking about it. You should, because there is a lot of stuff that goes into it. You know, it'd be great for the merch for the sale. You know, we're thinking just a lot. All right, I'm with you on this. I like this idea. Yes. So, how does that relate to football? I mean, football Mm -hmm. is like such a tough physical sport. This seems so calming and relaxing. They go hand in hand, right? So, you know, football is, you know. It's stressful. It can be stressful. You know, it's uh, very demanding. Um, so for me, my getaway is to be with the animals. Yeah, of you course. Know, it's peaceful. You know, it just kind of relaxes me and just kind of draws me away a little bit. So I'm, I guess, recharged you know, in, in a way. Well, Dino Vasso, <coughs> cornerbacks coach, talked with us last week. I did not realize that you and him were together in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So your rookie season, you were Dino. Now you're in year eight. You're with Dino again. Yeah. Do you guys talk about what? a jump you've made? Because I imagine from year one to year eight, you're yeah. probably a completely different player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've grown a lot, you know, I'm matured, and, and it's just uh, night and day, you know, like a conversation, conversations we have compared to, you know, when I was a rookie where I didn't really talk much. You know, now it's like, you know, we have man-to-man conversations, you know, about, you know, just life, kids, you know, he just had a baby. He just had a baby, right. Um, you know, I got kids, and, you know, we just, you know, just talk man-to-man type of thing from when I was, I guess, you know, just coming in. So it's it's been fun working with him. I know everybody looks to you as someone that can be there for a guy like Derek Stingley, who's right. a rookie. Mm-hmm. And I know that you at one point had said that you leaned on a guy, Eric Berry, yes. in Kansas City. So what is that relationship like when you're mm-hmm. so many years in and you're looking at the rookie? And it's that I, I imagine that's such a tough position to sort of get uh, your feet under. Yeah, uh, man, I love I love taking on that challenge, you know, you know, helping him in any way possible because, like you mentioned, like my mentor was kind of like Eric Berry or somebody that I, you know, chose to lean on. Um, you know, it's all about just finding guys when you come in that you kind of see that they do the right things, you know, they do it the right way. And that's, you know, kind of like I guess what Sting is looking uh, to me to, to do and help him with. But, um, I mean, he has everything, you know, tools-wise to – be successful, you know, smart kid, humble, you know, it doesn't really say much, but. Is that how you were? You said you were quiet as a rookie. He's yeah, pretty quiet. Yeah, you know, I was quiet. You know, I talk, I think I talk more than he did, but. Uh, Maybe it's, I know sometimes you think it's personality too, yeah, but I imagine you know, as a rookie it's. Yeah, I mean, because you're coming in and when I came in, like, this is like a young room that we have. Uh, we have a few vets, but we have right. a young room. When I came into the NFL, uh, we had a lot of veterans in like year eight, year seven, year nine, you know, stuff like that. So I was like the youngest one. Yeah, but it's it's fun, you know, just watching him grow and helping him. As you've played over the years, you know, you've added a lot of tools to your to your skill set. Mm-hmm. I always hear about how what a versatile corner you are. And Dino mm-hmm. said that you know you're not getting targeted a lot. And I wonder is that a sign of respect? At your mm-hmm. position when guys not, I mean, how do you view it? Are you kind of like, hey, like toss it my way once in a while too? Yeah, you know, it, it, it's kind of been like that, you know, for a majority of my career. You know, some seasons I'll get targeted more than uh, than others, you know, um, for whatever reason. But um, I feel like that is a sign of respect. And, um, you know, just naturally, you know, guys are going to target a younger player, you know, and try to, you know, move the, move the ball that way. But you know that doesn't allow me to relax at any of course at any moment. Sure, because uh, you know a cornerback, you know any, you know mistake, you know you can give up a big play. So uh, you know just trying to, you know I 
I see all those things, but, you know, I'm always going trying to work and, you know, make sure I'm on point at all times. So you're eight in the league. You faced a lot of wide receivers. Is there one particular mm-hmm. matchup that you really enjoy, a wide receiver you really like going one-on-one against? A wide receiver I really like going one-on-one against. Uh, it's not It's not really any, any particular guy. I would just say, like, the guy, whoever the guy is on the team. Oh, know, sure. That's, that's whoever's getting the ball. That's, what I that's would, who you want to go up against. All right, Steven, it's been fun getting to know you, uh-huh. and I'm looking for the merch because I like those shirts. So. Yes, yes. I don't know if you follow my Instagram. Okay, I, got a I do. I probably do. I got uh-huh. Nelson Farms Instagram, too. Oh, okay. So it's always been updated with stuff. I don't follow Nelson Farms. I'm going to follow Nelson Farms. follow Nelson Farms. And you can check out the video on HoustonTexans.com. Yes. It's fantastic. It's also on YouTube, Steven. Yes. Best of luck for the rest of the season. Thanks Thank so much you. for the time. Appreciate it. There's some stuff with D.P. Sidhu and Steven Nelson. Farmer, cornerback, Steven Nelson. On the Deep Slant interview as part of the Texans Players Show here. Having a little fun tonight on a short week. And we'll have Philip Dorsett coming up with Drew Doherty as it's all hands on deck offensively on Thursday night against the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. But we'll go deep with Dorsett next here on the Texans Players Show. It's Texans Radio. A final segment here on the Texans Players Show in advance of Texans All Access and plenty of talk about the trade deadline moves that were made today, moves that were not made today. We'll talk about it all, but let's talk about this. Philip Dorsett, wide receiver. I really like this guy. Caught a touchdown pass in the Raider game, made some big plays last year, and look, everybody needs to step up on offense right after what happened on Sunday against Tennessee. Promising game against the Raiders, disappointing against the Titans. Got to go back to promising and then some against the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. But we're going to dive deep right now. Philip Dorsett, after a practice session, Drew Doherty catches up with him, and Drew asks some unique questions. Let's listen in. Very fast. You've got a track and field background. I think you still like track and field, love track and field. I love it. I love it. Uh, I watched every day of the world championships. Um, Obviously, I'm a big fan of the sprints, hurdles, uh, jumps. I mean, even like I even like the distances, but well, 800. I can't go anything over over 800 though. I'm sorry. That's 800 is a grueling, grueling event. Yeah, it's a sprint now. Honestly, that's probably one of the worst. Race. My dad. My my dad used to make me run 800 for uh, punishment. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good form of punishment. <laughs> okay, so you ran track and field at the University of Miami. How much did you enjoy that? I mean, you're a football player, and for most people, that's just a full time job, and that's yeah. it. But you did track and field as well, and I take it you kind of enjoyed it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I loved it. Track for me in college was kind of a, a way to just get away from football a little bit. It was more of a fun thing, not not so strict uh, when it came to it. Um, I got to run the 60, that's it. When I was in high school, my dad had me running the 400, running all those, and training hard for that stuff. So we all know the 400 training is, is terrible. It's, it's the worst. But uh, training for the 60 is amazing. It was fun, and uh, I fell in love with track all over again in college. So I guess you know that there's another great Texans receiver who played at the U mm. who was also pretty darn good in track and field at the U back in the day. Who we talking about? Andre? The man. Yeah, they made everybody run back then, and I I wanted to follow that tradition. I had to fight with my coach to let me run. He didn't let me run my freshman year, and uh, I almost threatened to transfer. (laughs) But uh, he let me run my sophomore and uh, junior year, and uh, I had a lot of fun. That's good stuff. Yeah, Andre was a sprinter. He had Vince Wilfork doing the throws. Ed Reed won the javelin, I think, a time or two. Yeah, he did. It was crazy. Like, everybody was doing everything, and that's what I wanted to do. I mean, I looked up to those guys, and that's why I wanted to run. I wish I could have got more guys to run with me. But uh, it is what it is. Everybody in the NFL is fast. Mm-hmm. But when I talk to the faster guys that are on the Texans when I do this interview, I always do this question. 
four by one hundred team of Texans, who's on it besides you? Besides me? Yes. I can't I can't include myself? No, I'm saying oh, yeah, you're me. in it. I'm saying, so I'm on it. Uh, obviously Brandon's on it. Cooks. Mm-hmm. Mm. Steven Nelson said he should be on it. Mm. I don't know about that one. I don't know. So, so you got I two, need, you need two I more. Two. I need I need two more. You know what? I'm gonna throw Nico on. I feel like Nico can go on last leg with them long, with second leg with those long legs because Nico can run. Nico can run a little bit. And you know what? I'm gonna throw uh, Chris Conley on there. A lot of people don't forget, but like, nah, he's a four-three guy. That's a good threat. Yeah. I can you can do all some receivers. damage. All receivers. Sorry, I'm gonna have to take Nico off. I'm gonna go Jonathan Owens. Jonathan Owens. Okay. Go with yeah. He was on Nelson's team. So when when Nelson had this, going with Jo. Okay. Another thing I noticed about you, you. We're wearing a really cool baseball cap in one of your Instagram photos. It said, girl dad. Congratulations yeah, 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 on that. Thanks, What's thanks. the story? Uh, nah, just my first child, my, my daughter, Peyton. She was born uh, July 16th. And uh, I mean, it's just been the biggest blessing for me. You look at life, life different when you, have a, when you have a child. And obviously a daughter, too, especially this day in, in, this, in this climate. I mean, I just want to protect her with my life. July 16th. The, that's about as newborn as it gets, yeah, man. How yeah. is everything around the house as far as sleep goes? Everything's everything's good. She's, she actually sleeps through the night. Every now and then she has her days, but uh, she sleeps for, what, two, two, three hours at a time during the night. Sometimes we have to wake her up to feed her. I mean, I, I wake up, change her diaper, and then hand her to my wife so she can breastfeed. But uh, it's, it's been good. It's been a blessing. And, I mean, I, I just love it. I love every bit of it. Have you found yourself singing any songs to her, any lullabies yet? Uh, all the time. I just, I just, I make her whistle my head. So, when I get home, I, 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 I take her, and I just throw her on YouTube, and I just listen to some of my favorite songs, and I just sing to her. To what, what's the latest? The latest song? Yeah. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a big 90s R&B guy, so I listen to kind of the same things almost every day. You know, um, that's that's just me. I'm a big big fan of, like, all the groups back in the day. Jodeci, boys to Men? Jodeci, Boys to Men, 112. We got a lot of stuff. Even some of the female groups, Escape, that's one of my favorites. In Vogue, I listen to a lot of stuff. And Vogue, old school, now we're talking. That was Drew Doherty with Philip Dorsett. Again, all hands on deck Thursday night. 7-15 kick for the Philadelphia Eagles coming into town. And if you're going to the game, the Texans will have plenty of Astros World Series updates for you on the video board with the big plays. Drew Doherty will take you through that from the deck. Screens around the concourses, many of them showing the World Series game that will be in progress. Score updates in the bowl. You have great Wi-Fi at NRG, so you won't miss a thing as you come to the Texans game on Thursday night to watch Houston face the Philadelphia Eagles. We're repping H-Town, doing it right at NRG Thursday, 7-15. All right, Texans all access on the way. Thanks so much for listening to the Texans Players Show. Go Texans!